Hey, welcome to Barbershop.talk podcast. In this podcast, we talk about issues, issues facing your community, concerns that you are facing. You talked about it in the shop on Saturday, and we're going to talk about it in the podcast today. Hello, my name is J-Rod, and I am your host. I am in Out The Way Studio in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I'm joined with my co-host, KC. Thank you, J-Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out The Way Studio. I look forward to presenting topics we discussed in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discussed them. This would include the gambit from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of Barbershop Talk. That's right. We're talking about the real flavor. And what we mean by the real flavor, we are going to try to recreate the conversations in the Barbershop on Saturday and bring them to this podcast. Now, I am not going to forget this time to uh, introduce our artificial intelligence, and that is Arthur. So, Arthur, if you'd be so kind, I am simply going to ask you to introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Arthur. I am the smartest in the room. Uh-oh. Uh, well, you know, Arthur, uh, I do have something to inform you. Uh, there were a lot of complaints uh, from the audience about your behavior last week. And I guess this reached uh, the producers and the management. And they decided to censor you uh, based on that behavior. Uh, personally, I wanted to remove some of your microchips, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, the producers decided to just censor you for one week. So we'll catch you next week, Arthur. Oh, did you hear that, Arthur? Did you hear that? Hmm. That is pretty wild. They're going to assist you, buddy. So it looks like you are out this week. What do you got to say about My that? My intelligent far exceed J-Rod and KC's. So what? So what? You're going to be censored. You're going to be censored. I don't care. So anyway, hey, hey, I don't care. He said that there was complaints for last week. Give me a sec and allow me to do an analysis on your last statement. It doesn't matter with your analysis. <laughs> I don't care. He said the management already reviewed it and you are out. 99.7% of your listeners stated in their comments that they enjoyed the facts and intelligent that I bring to this podcast. Your right. data is inaccurate. It don't make any difference, Arthur. You well, they're not going to enjoy your data this week, Arthur. <laughs> That's right, because you are out of here. Uh, <laughs> all right, Arthur, see you later. Uh-oh. He's going to be pissed off. He's going to be pissed off. But uh, you know something? It doesn't matter. We're just going to go ahead and, and continue on without Arthur. So Arthur's going to get a rest this week. So good for the, good for him. You know, this is what I'm going to try to do this week, Casey, because we did say that we're going to try to bring the conversation from Saturday uh, in the shop to the podcast that we have today. That's right. So I decided to do something different this week. And this one, you know, yeah, I did something different. Mm-hmm. Now, that's right. You didn't come to the shop this week, right? Right. All right. So what I did, because I knew I didn't have your backup, and you wasn't my witness. So what I had to do, I recorded some of the conversations in the shop. I actually recorded. And so I'm going to play a snippet in our podcast. Okay. Now, I know this is going to be interesting because it's always interesting when I'm there. So. Yeah. It, it, well, it, it should be intriguing because I, you know, I started off. I wasn't sure I was going to do this one or not. But what I started off with, it was this, uh, this one customer. Uh, he was maybe about... 
I want to say he was in about mid 40s, maybe 45, 47. And he was having a conversation with an older customer. Mm-hmm. And they and looked like the, the younger guy, which I'm going to call middle-aged guy, was kind of teasing the older guy, but the older guy was taking his stride because he had a defense for everything. He was one cool brother. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and play a, a snippet of that. Ain't nobody cooler than an old black dude. You ever speak to an old black dude, he changed your whole week? How you doing, Mr. Cavan? How you doing? And I can't call it, I might spoil it. <laughs> you understand me? Ain't no thing but a chicken wing, but if you give me some grease, I slide you, please. You heard what I said? Nephew, talk to me. <laughs> yeah, I remember Calvin and Stop. He's he's a good guy. <laughs> you can tell he's been out on the block. Boy, you can tell how he did do it. He was all a- animated and shot going back and forth, hollering back and forth. It's amazing to do up. And, and, and what kills me, he always, 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 always have on his Sunday shoes. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. always, yeah. Even when he wore a tracksuit, he had on. <laughs> He had on some nice steps, man. <laughs> wow, Mr. Calvin, uh, you know, throw some tennis shoes on there today. Yeah, that'll be all right. And uh, he keeps he keeps the sharp on his feet. <laughs> That's now, real old school there. Now, Mr. Middle Age that we're gonna call him, our client client middle age guy was talking about. He caught that. He didn't let that go by, so he made a comment on that. Was so, uh oh. Yeah, let's <laughs> listen what he had to say about his shoes. Calvin's shoes do be sharp, though. They are sharp, They man. ain't ran over, tore up, you know, no salt and salt lines on them. Nope. They're all smooth. No, and, and they keep them polished. You know, do. Back in the day, we used to call them uh, knobs. Yeah, knobs. knobs. Yeah, mm-hmm. He shot them up all good. In fact, I think uh, one time I was going to uh, his house, but he was cutting grass, and he was on his right line with his knobs on. <laughs> <laughs> The guy is rocking. He bowls in them too. <laughs> oh, he bowls. I saw him at the lane one time. <laughs> Y'all be shaded. Take off those shoes. Take off those shoes. I think I was calling him throwing all them gutter balls that day. Oh my god! So you know, I thought it was hilarious. At what age do you make that decision? <laughs> all right, all right. So that was just that was just one conversation I recorded, but I did record another another one. Now this guy. Uh, I thought this is he told he actually told a story and the story came from you know he works in CVS mm-hmm. and apparently he's like uh he works in the pharmacist area but he overheard a conversation between the pharmacist and the customer and he was in the shop talking about so I did record that as well so uh, you gotta listen to this one Casey you gotta listen to this one yeah she said, Doc, she said, I need a favor. He said, what is it, baby? Let you let me know. She said, I need some arsenic. I was saying, Betty, you know damn well I can't give you no arsenic. That's poison. What the hell are you going to do with poison? She said, I just need a little bit. He said, hell no, Betty. 
Like, get on out of here. I'm not losing my job. Fight this fool. Just get on out of here. But she had a folder she came with. She reached down on the folder. She started to cry. She placed a picture on the counter. The doctor picked up the picture. He looked at it. There's a picture of her husband and his wife having sex. Put the picture down. He said, well, shit, Betty. You ain't tell me you had a prescription. <laughs> that dude changed his whole tune. Oh, yeah. Whole tune when he showed that picture of, well, if you got a prescription, you got to give it to him. <laughs> that is absolutely right. You got to give it to him. Got to give it to him. <laughs> Woo! Now that, was, that was snippet. They, they, see, this is what you hear in the barbershop. People talk about these crazy stories going into the pharmacist. And that's the moral of that story. Oh, tell me what's the moral is. If you marry to a pharmacist, don't go stepping out. <laughs> <laughs> don't go stepping out. Because they can deal with you. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> now, also, now I, I got I gotta tell you this, man. Because our, our barbershop, you know, we're very divorced. We have uh, male customers or clients. We have females clients. And uh, every once in a while, uh, the female get involved in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So this is what uh, one of the, we're going to call her uh, Betty Klein. Betty okay. Klein. It's going to be her, that customer name, her name, Betty Klein. And this is what Betty Klein was talking about Saturday. So I decided to take a snippet. Now, she wasn't all thrilled about me taking a, a, a recorded interview at first. Uh-huh. But, you know. With the encouragement of the clients, she agreed to tell her little story. So this was her story. I'm going to play that. Let me just say this about being kind. Um, I just went to the store and I saw this elderly lady trying to pay for her stuff. She was counting out change. There were two people ahead of me and they were getting annoyed because she was counting the money out so slowly in her, her bag. And of course, she didn't have enough. So I stepped in front and I paid for her stuff. I even helped her out to her car. I found out that her husband had just died, that she was going through so much stuff. And I even asked her, you know, is there anything else that I can help you with? She said, I wanted to get some coffee, but I didn't have enough money. I went back into the store. I got her some coffee. I gave her my name, my number. I said, if you need anything or if you need any help, just call me. I said, I'll come and do it for you. I said, because that was how that's how I was raised. When you see somebody elderly that's in trouble, you help them. When you see children that's in trouble, you help them. You don't just turn your head and just keep moving. That's all I had to say. Oh. See, see, she threw a dash. She did. She that's did. life lesson right there. That's real talk. Yeah. Um, I, I normally joke around about stuff, and you know, I was going to plan on joking with everybody he bring up. But, man, that touches me, and I can't even crack no jokes on that one. Hey, And I recognize that voice. I know who that customer is. I know you give them the phony name, protect their name, but I know who that is. And and right on, sister. Yeah, okay. But uh, you know her, you know her. But you know something? Now, I have to say this on a serious tip that I was raised in the barbershop. Hmm. Right? So I got a lot of barbershop lessons. Yeah. And that was a good example of a barbershop lesson that uh, uh, I would have received in the barbershop. It's now, like Bill Cosby would say at the end of the Fat Albert show. Give him the pill. <laughs> the other thing. The other oh, okay, thing. Okay. Before that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Go ahead. <laughs> if you ain't careful, you're going to learn something. Oh, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. You 
know, and I do like for a fact that we do have female clients in there, and uh, uh, they seem to always bring the logic to the conversation. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people say that uh, females are driven by emotions, but in the barbershop, boy, those males can release those emotions <laughs> big time. <laughs> yeah, the guys are so hard. They real soft in the barbershop because they so comfortable. <laughs> they think, you know, it's all cool. Yep. And, uh, but, but yeah. Now, I do have to tell you is that uh, um, there's some young boys in the barbershop. Mm -hmm. and, and, man, these young boys are something else because they start to talk about the lessons they have learned from their parents. Now, you heard the lesson from the mother, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that was talking about, you know, you help people. This is the lesson that they said they learned. Uh, not so. I just let you listen to it. Okay. My mom always told me to never raise a hard because they never want or break her bones because they had two appendices. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, his mama's half right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. The part about breaking the bones, yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. I got it. I'm no, sorry. No, no, don't break the, the, the part about the part about don't break the woman's heart. Yeah, that part was right. right. <laughs> that's that's kind of crazy. No, it's, well, to, it's totally on the opposite end of the spectrum from the from the mother was talking about being kind to people. Well, here's what it is. Okay, that brother was like 24. His mama's 38. <laughs> so she wasn't really prepared to be that that mentoring mother for him. You know, I laugh about that, but I think that is a, a serious issue because, you know, that, that phrase they say, kids raising kids. Yeah. And they say now that the kids who raise the kids, that's the society that we have today is the one that was been right. raised. And his grandma was 42. So it's just a cycle that keeps, you know, repeating. Somebody got to break that cycle. <laughs> All right. So here, here's another. Here's, here was his partner. He probably came with his partner. And so he had a comment. This is what he said. He learned. Just like parents. If they're both black, you have nothing to eat. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I got to play that again. It didn't come out loud enough. I'm going to start back a little bit. I'm going to start with the other guy finished up his stuff. It's recorded, so I can't do that. So let's go about right here. Toast is like parents. If they're both black, you have nothing to eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold. That, that's cold. That is super, super cold. Talking about... <laughs> Toast is like parents. If they both black, you have nothing to eat, man. That's terrible. Yeah, that's worse than terrible. Hey, young bro, I just want to say this to you. If you had nothing to eat in your house, they ain't cause your parents black. It's because they dumb and lazy. Hey, <laughs> that's so hard. That's hard. <laughs> you know, but you gotta. Put I know black folks ain't got two nickels to rub together to be eating good. That's right. You know, I remember that because I remember my mother used to make something out of nothing all the time. Your mother ever made a uh, tennis shoe soup? <laughs> I never Man, had tennis shoe soup. Sticks no. to the ribs. No. Have you ever had air pudding? All the time. Open up and close your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I got. I got to move this thing on. I just have to really move it on. Now, because uh, I did say that we had a first shop, and we do have uh, some Caucasian clients, Latinos, come in and get their hair cut as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, just so happened on this particular day when I was recording, there was a, um, a, Caucasian, a Caucasian client who came in, mm -hmm. and he had his wife. But, man, when they got involved in the conversation, <laughs> they was throwing down some heavy stuff. So I, I'm going to play this guy's recording, right? This, this is the guy. We're going to call him uh, Mr. W. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> his last name is Washington, I hope. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. W. All right, this is what Mr. W have to say. The Republican Party has established itself as an anti-democratic party. For them, it's like democracy was great when white people outvoted the rest of the country. But now that the makeup of the country is different, that we're a much more diverse country, and suddenly white people are losing their power, all of a sudden democracy is no good. And they need authoritarianism to preserve white supremacy in America. Whoa. Wow. Let me tell you something. That's that what brother's enlightened. And he enlightened folks in that shop. He certainly did. In fact, when he got finished talking, everybody was, it was just, just doing all this. Yeah. I'm going to do it too. Because, <laughs> you know, that actually, um, Jay Rod, he deserves free cup with that. I'm just saying. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no, see, no, see, I stayed in business for all these years. <laughs> By not giving free cut, cuts and credit, that is not that is not in the mix. Hey, next time you're in the shop, I'm gonna pay for this cut. Well, you could okay, you could pay for it. I don't care who's paying. <laughs> as long as somebody I'm pay. pay on credit, of course. But, you know. <laughs> we do not accept credit in that shop either. No, we do not. That is a, a no no. All right. So anyway. <laughs> I can't even believe you said that. <laughs> All right. All right, here we go. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna make a couple of comments in because to me he put a a a very good and new perspective when he said the voting system was all good until there's enough people out there to have more votes than you. Mm -hmm. So now you want to go back to the um what, the, what term do you authoritarian. Use? Yeah, authoritarian. Mm -hmm. say, and uh yeah, I have to say, to be honest with you, is that any, do you know how to really fight racism? Uh, in a, in a, uh, a Caucasian guy told me this. Yeah. He said, in order to really fight Caucasian, I mean, racism, mm -hmm. is other Caucasians has to speak up. Right. Because when he said, when it comes to white supremacists, is that if there's a white person in the room and the, right per, and the white person says something that's against what he said, he has to take in consideration because he sees the other white person as being equal. Mm -hmm. If it comes from a person of color, he still feels that he's superior and it has no value. Yeah, you can dismiss what that, that person says, no matter what, what, how much value it is that that person has in their content. Uh, and we've seen this play out um, because typically when a white person starts speaking out with some very uh, narrow or racist views, uh, white folks are scared to speak against it, so they just go along. They might not initially agree with what this person's saying, but it's like there's a culture that says, hey, you're supposed to go along with this. And so they adopt that. You yeah. know, they might even not really believe in it, but they, they become complicit. And that's what we've seen uh, in our nation, uh, in our government, uh, uh, with the Republican Party. Uh, they didn't agree with what Trump was saying, these leaders. But they became complicit one because they were fearful yeah. and 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 scared if i speak out what you know what would happen to them you know i think that's a very good point casey because i know for a fact that you know when i speak out i have a different outcome mm -hmm. because when i speak out normally i hear this sound <laughs> 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 and then, and then, I, then i feel somebody a hand on my head say oh 
watch your head while you get in the vehicle. <laughs> I need to clarify that. That's when he spoke out against his mom. <laughs> I ain't having that up in here. <laughs> oh, come on! No, I ain't having it. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, all right, all right. Ooh. All right. Now I do have to say, so that so I thought that uh, Mr. W had a lot of good good comments to say. Oh yeah. But his wife, oh, when she got involved, she broke it down. She she just found out some information and she just wanted to share it in the barbershop. And she sure as hell shared it in a big way. So this is what she had to say. Now, this is what I recorded, uh, Casey. Okay, I can't believe we were all just made aware of this. But two days before the insurrection, Trump's acting secretary of defense sent out a memo to the D.C. National Guard. And you know what it said? The D.C. National Guard is not authorized to the following. To be issued weapons or ballistic protection equipment, such as helmets and body armor. To interact physically with protesters. Um, to employ riot control agents to employ helicopters or any other air assets, to conduct searches, seizures, arrests, or similar direct law enforcement activity, what? Or to seek support from any non-DCNG National Guard units. This is a smoking gun document, and it proves that they wanted the insurrection to succeed. Trump and his Secretary of Defense loyalist wanted the counting to be stopped, and they did everything to make sure that it would happen. This is textbook sedition and insurrection. I cannot believe that. I'm grateful it didn't work. But a failed coup is still an attempted coup. Wow. Exactly. Now, now I know, Casey, exactly. that this is a this is near and dear to your heart. This is something you've been pushing from day one. So I know you got some comments to say about this. Yeah, this insurrection wasn't by accident. Um, you know, after the uh, results of the election be, uh, began to become apparent that Trump was going to lose, he summoned all of his uh, cabinet members around for a strategy session. And it was reported that uh, after that meeting, that his then acting Secretary of Defense, uh, Mark Esper, uh, was in total disagreement uh, with Trump about some action that he wanted, uh, that Trump wanted him to take. They didn't specify what the action was, but uh, Mark Esper uh, made it clear that he would not take these actions that, that uh, Donald Trump was uh, insisting upon. So a few days after that meeting, uh, they, Donald Trump terminated Mark Esper as uh, sec acting Secretary of Defense and replaced him with a Trump loyalist, a guy by the name of Christopher Miller, elevated him up several rungs from where he had been mm -hmm. to the acting mm -hmm. Secretary of Defense after the election. And uh, of course, he was going to agree to do whatever it was Trump would want him to do. Uh, and as it played out, and then it ended up being this letter that uh, he sent to the uh, D.C. National Guard yep. and uh, not allowing them to prepare themselves um, for this uh, riot that was going to take place, not allowing them to properly defend themselves, not allowing them to uh, to get reinforcements uh, from the surrounding states, from their National Guard. Yeah, I mean, you are absolutely right, because, in fact, uh, there's a lot of conversations earlier talking about where is the reinforcement, where is the backup. And I always thought it was something uh, that Trump had did or put in place to prevent this from happening. And apparently you already came to that conclusion by your homework and your research and also uh, this document that the lady was able to bring to our attention. Well, I do have to say our time is going quickly today because we got a lot of hot topics. But however, I do want to say something about our sponsor. I think I'm about... Uh-oh, what's this? You 
uh, he's been getting me so tight. I, he tightened me up so so good last time that I was able to skip a week. So, <laughs> but I will be in there this weekend, you know, just to keep it fresh. Oh, all right. You heard it. You heard it from a client. Now, what we're going to go ahead and do, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and sign off because we had a lot of uh, good things to talk about today. We tried something new by interviewing some of the discussions that happened in the shop, and we tried to bring it to you live because one of the things that we promise you is that we, you talked about it in the shop on Saturday, and we're going to talk about it in our podcast today. And Casey always said that we're going to try to give you the flavor of the barbershop. So with that being said, I am going to go ahead and uh, sign off. My name is J-Rod. I'm signing off. And I'd like to thank you. Thank you, our listeners. We do really appreciate your support and your comment and your encouragement. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to KC, and he can sign off as well. Okay. So you got to see just how hot it is in the shop. So you get the freshest cuts. You get hot conversation. Come on in to 421. Now, I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk podcast, available on your favorite podcast platforms. Let's have peace in the streets. Be wise, be safe, and be loved. And we say, Go Mob. Go Mob.